Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. So here we are again. Where are you going to take us? We're going to go straight to Twitter, or rather, we're not. We're going to go to or oh, how it's pronounced. Uh, if they're calling it, he's calling it X. He is changing the name of Twitter to X. It is absolutely bizarre that Elon Musk, since he bought Twitter, or rather, since he conned other people out of forty billion dollars to buy Twitter. He seems to have done his best to wreck it. He has lost half the advertisers. He's lost half the revenue. He's fired three quarters of the staff. He has been losing users by the bucket load. And now he is getting rid of Twitter's most valuable asset, which is its brand. So people will no longer use Twitter to tweet. They will now use X to X. Hmm. So you'll be able to say, did you did you read my X about the government? Did you read my X about how stupid Elon Musk is these days? <laughs> He's changed the name of uh, Twitter to X Corp, and uh, and in fact, just uh, just a couple of days ago, he sent his men to change the sign on the side of the Twitter headquarters, and they got arrested by police because he had neglected to tell the building security that he was going to be doing that. And when they saw someone taking the sign down, they called the police. Rather than the complete rebranding, they could have just got rid of the last three letters of Twitter. They could indeed, or perhaps they did. Perhaps that was an intermediate step. Yeah, yeah. It does seem seem very odd. Um, He does. Though Facebook uh... changing their name to Meta hasn't exactly... um, taken either has or it? google changing its holding name to alphabet as well so yes. lots of lots of changes going on it must just get very bored these people having made <laughs> i think zillions i think there of... are branding agencies who are getting bored and hungry and who yes. need to persuade these people to invest millions in yes. uh, rebranding well however much they paid they could have paid us a tenth and we would have said don't do it they would well he paid nothing for x he he said on twitter Go on, give us a logo, and I'll choose the best one. And someone put a logo out, and he said, yeah, it'll do. But the logo that he used was a standard uh, latex character, latex being mm-hmm. the, uh, the the language of people write mathematical code in. So he's used that, so he can't copyright it, can't register it as a trademark, because it's it's out there in the public domain. So altogether, just Strange. bizarre. Did you compete? I didn't. I didn't. I, if I if I had won, I don't think I'd be proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he's losing his marbles. Now, if you're losing your marbles, there could oh. be a way to get them back again. You like right. that little segue there? Very Harvard Medic- Medical School have been doing some research. And so genomes contain your genetic data. Mm. The epigenome points your cells to the genetic data. And there is a a particular kind of molecule called the Yamanaka factors, which were discovered in 2006, Mm. that can revert adult cells to their stem cell state. 
So they've been trying this out in mice and they've managed to reverse aging symptoms. So they think that it could be possible to reverse aging in people. Would that be good? That would be good. Well, yes, except, of course, if people don't age, there'll be even more people. Oh, I think they'll probably still die eventually because everything will just wear out. But the the symptoms of aging may well be reversible, which would be very good. Gosh, how extraordinary. But if you think you can't wait for that, how do you ward off dementia? Well, one way of warding off dementia is to use the internet. This what? Is, according to New York University, <laughs> yes, apparently regular internet use re- reduces cognitive decline. But they also point out that excessive use can be harmful. So <laughs> it's a bit like all the stuff they tell us about red wine. It yes. is exactly like red wine. <laughs> it's that fine line between excessive and uh, and enough. And have they offered any guidance? No. Now, so we're doing puzzles, crossword puzzles, all the stuff you'd expect, really. Wordle, I think, is particularly good because it sends your brain down pathways it wouldn't normally go down. And if you think when you do Wordle, you are actually using language in a way that you've never used to use it before, mm. just finding it by the, the, the patterns. Similar to doing crosswords, but you're searching your vast library of tens of thousands of words to find the ones that fit the pattern. Yeah. So I think in, the last, in the last few months, I confess, I have been trying to do cryptic crosswords much more. I can't say that it makes any difference whatsoever that I've noticed. I'm still just as vague and forgetful and probably going to do Larry just as quickly as I was before, I'm convinced. Oh, well, or maybe, not, maybe not as fast as I otherwise would be. There is an alternative way of warding off dementia since we're on, on that subject right. this week. Uh, according to the University of Verona, uh, espresso. That's the way to do it. Have an espresso every morning. Hang on. The University of Verona. So no surprise there. No surprise <laughs> indeed there. <laughs> right. So it all comes down to your fibrils. And fibrils are tangles, as you know, of tau protein. And tau is what helps your microtubules keep their shape. So what happens is that the tau proteins can get tangled up into fibrils, and then the fibrils form long strands in your brain, which stop your brain functioning properly. And according to the University of Verona, espresso contains uh, enough caffeine to prevent the fibrils from doing just that. So if you want to keep healthy, have a cup of coffee with your daily internet crossword or with daily wordle, and it should, with any luck, um, ward off dementia. I never have any coffee, so I'm I'm doomed. Clearly, though, I'm trying to I'm trying to make it up with red wine and lots of excessive internet use. It's it's certainly <laughs> worth a try. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're and a coffee drinker, so we'll see. We'll I use our, each other as a, as test cases. We will see who goes. And while you're warding first. things off, hmm. how do you oh, ward off Parkinson's? Oh. It's well, a rather yet, surprising. I've got, I've got uh, friend who has it. Well, rather surprisingly, boxing which is somewhat counterintuitive. I don't mean right. opening those cardboard boxes that Amazon bring you every day. I right. mean actual boxing. This is uh, from Edith Coward University in Australia, mm-hmm. who say that uh, boxing, and they're talking about boxing by yourself with a padded target. Not so, There's very little chance of getting your head beaten in unless right. the, the padded target swings back at you. And apparently boxing against the padded target uh, improves your intellectual function it improves your mood and it improves your motor function so there we go so 
next uh, tomorrow morning have a have a coffee do the crossword and box hit a hit does, a pillow suspend a pillow does it do, did they actually say whether it helped those people already have it they didn't they said well they said it can help to ward off parkinson's but of course if you haven't got parkinson's then why would you want to ward it off because you don't know you're going to get it well that's true and then those people who don't get it can say it worked they do, yes, yes. Well, what you yes. should do is pin your phone to a pillow, hang it from the uh, from the, the, the rafters, yes. have a cup of coffee, and then punch it and try and hit the Wordle letters, and you yes. can ward off everything yeah. all in one go. That, yes, that would be absolutely fantastic. Um, would, what we can't ward off, though, is one of these. Okay, now that we're going to live forever... What, yes. are going to take, what, what are we going to do with our spare time? Well, we're going to get ourselves replaced, of course, obviously. Oh, OK. We talked back last year about the Dish Brain, which is a, a computer chip that contains 800,000 human and mouse, mouse brain cells because um, human brains are, in fact, even mouse brains are very, very good at storing data. They can store far more data than than just any other kind mm, of technology. Mm. So they've uh, built this into this computer as we discussed last year. They attach the brain cells, uh, the brain cells growing in a lab, by the mm. way. They don't actually take them out of your brain to try them out. Uh, and they, the computer they did it to worked out how to play Pong. Yeah, I remember. And then, yeah, played all by itself. Well, the Australian military thinks this is a jolly good idea and they are investing four hundred thousand dollars in it they think it's going to give them a big strategic advantage on the battlefield if they can have computers that can properly think for themselves with i don't think human brains or indeed mouse brains or perhaps wallaby brains whatever whatever happens to be to hand in australia right so from brains in dishes to knees we're still keeping with the anatomical theme here right and what do you do about ruptured knees? Ruptured knee tendons, that is, or to give them their full technical term, anterior cruciate ligaments. Well, they're quite painful. I know I've had people, they are I know people who've had them. Yeah. Yes, I've had a broken knee, but I have never, never yet ruptured an anterior cruciate ligament, possibly because I don't do any sport. I think right. that, is a, that is a big problem. <laughs> okay. But I do drink lots of espresso and do the crossword regularly. So yeah. you know, I, I'm balancing my, my intake of good stuff. Okay. So um, one thing that people, that surgeons have been doing for quite a long time is xenografting. That's xeno with an X, which means uh, taking a bit of another animal and sticking inside a person, like pig hearts, for Yes, example. I've heard about that one. Like, yes, I've heard about that one. And so what they're proposing to do with ruptured knee tendons is to replace the tendon from with a tendon from another animal, kangaroos, of course, because kangaroos are one of the most efficient mammals that's out there. They can jump 12 metres. 12 metres is a very long way. It is longer yes. than even an Olympic yes. long jumper. They can leap over a fence three metres high, three metres for archaic mm. people like you is 10 feet which is mm, a lot yes yes it is it is an awful lot and they can hop at up to 43 miles an hour so altogether very very good things and this is research that's being done at macquarie university which curiously turns out to be in america so 
I'm I'm not sure how they're managing to access their kangaroo tendons to try this out. They do say that they don't actually kill any kangaroos specifically for this task. They say, and I'm quoting here, all of the research has been conducted on kangaroo tendons acquired from other industries. I cannot imagine what kind of industries so, well, could have I mean, our mind, as a byproduct. Our mind has probably gone to the same place. It, it, um, presumably it's ground up and used, preferably not for human food, but presumably for, I don't know, dog cat food or something? I don't oh, know. No, I've eaten kangaroo. Have you? I suppose, oh. yes. yes. Oh. What was it, it like? Tastes, uh, what was it like? It's a bit like ostrich. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Right. And did you feel like jumping around afterwards? I didn't feel like jumping so around. They're thinking like about putting, te- but if you, they're putting the kangaroo tendons into humans, are humans then going to be able to leap around like kangaroos? They are and, not, uh, but they are going to have stronger tendons, which is a good thing. When my wife went to Australia a few years ago, she brought back as a present um, a, a cigarette lighter holder fashioned out of kangaroo testicles. So that, I suppose, is one byproduct of uh, of the kangaroo industry. How lovely. You put, How yeah. lovely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, on that <laughs> note, time for us just a brief I think it is. pause. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to Gadget and Gizmos. I'm in conversation, of course, with Steve Kaplan. So from kangaroo knees and testicles, where are we going now? We're going to robot dogs. Of course, it's well, the natural course. We place We have had a robot dog for ages. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, we had one uh, last week, if you recall. We had the robot dog that had a uh, flamethrower. Flame oh, how yes. could one forget? Yes. How could one forget that? Well, uh, that is not quite available yet but there is a robot dog that you can buy now which is rather splendid it's called the go to robot dog and it can jog alongside you it can climb down steps on its hands or rather on its front paws mm-hmm. um it is uh, weighs 15 kilograms it's 40 centimeters tall by 70 centimeters long in other words about a f- one foot six high by 70 centimetres by a little over two feet long. So it's not a huge dog. It uses LIDAR to avoid obstacles. So when it's trotting along next to you, it doesn't bump into things. And you can order one now for $1,600. And the $1,600 version will go at 5.6 miles an hour. If that's not enough, you can get the Pro model for $2,800 which will go at nearly eight miles an hour with the added benefit that it can talk to you. How about that? Oh, good grief. Wouldn't you like a robot dog that can talk to you? <laughs> well, then it doesn't really seem like a robot dog, does it? Not a lot. Well, it has a GBT speech engine built into it, and this is made by a company called Unitree. In fact, you can go to unitree.com to, to order it. 
And the, they have a video that shows this dog in operation and the owner says, take a, take a selfie of me. And then the dog backs off to a little way and frames it up nicely and takes a picture of the owner. He then says, can you get me a glass of water? To which the dog replies, I can't pick up a glass of water. I'll dance to pleasure you instead. Right. I think okay. we're almost so in kangaroo text. So we, well, I was going to say, we're say more like ex-harem dog. What? Well, it's curious, isn't it? I mean, it has to be said, $1,600, even for the non-talking version, is re remarkably cheap for a robot dog. It does, however, have a battery life of between one and two hours. So I wouldn't take it on a on a long trot alongside you. But <laughs> you have you to carry it, it back out. afterwards, yes. Yes. Mind you, the idea of a dog that you can just switch off after two hours, I think, is, is very good. And presumably, you don't have to take a pooper scooper along with you. And I don't know, maybe, maybe it does drop things along the way, but one would hope not. It's not very it's cuddly. Super. It's sort of plastic and metal. It, I if they trying to see the trying to see why I can't see why it's different to, frankly, any other sort of robot thing. I um, mean, what way is it really a dog? Well, it looks a bit like a dog. It's got four legs okay. and a kind of a head with uh, with a, the camera mounted in it. I think people will have them. I mean, I was going to think for, for companionship, but if you want a dog for companionship, first of all, you want one that lasts more than just a couple of hours, and you want one that you can cuddle, and this is not a very cuddleable item. Also, since it's made by Unitree, who are a Chinese company, we should be quite worried about what it's sending back to China yes. via its various cameras and other sensors. And whether, in fact, they could then trigger them to turn on. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's why they're so oh. cheap. They're going to get everyone to buy one. <laughs> yes. Send out the kill command, and yes. our dogs will turn on us. But all they've got to do is run away for more than a couple of hours. Then, you know, there's no chance of it finding <laughs> yeah. Well, they say it ain't last one to two hours. Of course, they may be fibbing. They may Exactly. They may be fibbing. Maybe mm. there's another switch they can press to yes. make it last yeah, forever. yeah. yeah. Yes, people all over the country being chased by their robot dogs. Yes, yes. Okay, right. let's go on. I'm hoping something more sensible, perhaps not. It is much more sensible, and it's to do with DNA. Now, DNA is remarkably good stuff. DNA can hold far more data than anything mm. else that uh, that we can actually build. One gram of DNA can hold 215 million gigabytes of data. So in other words, 215 terabytes of data. No, a terabyte is three yuttabytes, ectabytes. It's let's, a lot. Let's it's go a lot. back to 215 million gigabytes, yes. which is yes. a lot okay. of data. Yeah. Well, the National Union of Singapore have been weighing into this one, and they've developed what they call a biological camera. And what the biological camera does is it prints images onto living cells, just like a camera doesn't. I don't know why they called it a biological camera, since it prints, but I suppose it can also read things. Mm -hmm. It uses red and blue lasers that can trigger genes in specially engineered bacteria, and it encodes data in their DNA. They're calling it the BACCAM, B-A-C-C-A-M. And that, who knows, it could be a way of, of storing vast amounts of data. But, of course, it could also be the the plot device, the MacGuffin for the next Mission Impossible movie. If someone <laughs> so has the data just, stored in their DNA. Yes. just I'm sure they're developing that one even now. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Yes, yes. 
Excellent. Oh, you've seen the new, new film, yes. Pretty light on MacGuffin, yes. I mean, MacGuffin is all it is. But, um, it is. Okay. It is full MacGuffin. Full on MacGuffin, yes. exactly. Yes. Okay. Let's, I think it's time for our uh, crowdfunding time of the week. Can we do that? Excellent. Of course we can do that. Now, uh, scooters, e-scooters, electronic scooters, are they're all very well. Hmm. Except, uh, have you written one? Have you ever been on one? No. You must have done. You've no. never been on one? No. Oh. Very curious. I'd have thought someone with a some kind of interesting technology like you would have at least given one a go. I don't. I haven't been on. I don't think I've been on anything um, with the the e letter in front of it, except a sort of two two wheel thing you once brought into the share radio office, oh. which was oh, quite right. good fun. But we had to give it back. We did. You can yeah, you can rent e scooters out on the street, don't you? Yeah, I know. I've never felt any never need. It. I have okay. these things called legs. You see. Oh, do you? You still have those? That's very retro of you. I know. I, I find them quite useful. Well, the trouble with e-scooters is that they are two wheels connected by a flat board in mm. which you stand, and you have to have your feet, you know, one in front of the other. And mm. then you wonder, well, which foot shall I put forward? Which is my dominant foot? Which one do you have to remember to put down when you want to stop? So it's all a little bit clumsy. Mm. Well, introducing the Tor, T-A-U-R-2, which is on Kickstarter, which is the update of the Tor, T-A-U-R, um, which has side-by-side footrests on it so that you can have your feet next to each other rather than in a line. It's really a very nicely engineered scooter by the look of it. 32-centimetre tyres, so the tyres over uh, a foot wide, so they're mm. you know, nice and big, and uh, they are puncture resistant, they claim. 500 watt motor, which can propel you up to 24 miles an hour. Of course, 24 miles an hour is not allowed in the UK, so it's speed limited. But then you can unlock it with your app and then go as fast as you can, as long as you promise you're not using it on a, on a road. Now, this is the thing. You cannot, of course, use these scooters legally on a road or on a pavement anywhere in the UK. Tor is made by a company based in London, and they're saying that if anyone buys one of their scooters, they will pay the fines of any customer in the UK who is fined for using it. Good grief. Which one would imagine is an offence in itself. It probably is to pay someone else's fine. Is it an offence to pay someone's fines? I don't, I don't know if it is. I don't know if it is. No, maybe it isn't. I mean, it's encouraging it very to odd. the law. Yes. It's very odd because your own electric scooter you're not allowed to use, but if you rent one of the ones, it's perfectly legal. It just seems very odd. Well, there is a reason for that, as I think we may have discussed previously, that the ones that you can buy can go very much faster than the ones you rent. Right, right. The ones you rent are also geofenced, so they will not let you ride through parks and playgrounds, for example, and other places where it's deemed that, that scooters okay. shouldn't be ridden. So uh, this is currently on Kickstarter. It is going for £850, thereabouts. has a built-in GPS tracker using the Find My network, the Apple Find My network. So if it's stolen, you can see where it is. And they say they're going to ship next May. And if you like the look of it, go on to Tor, T-A-U-R, on Kickstarter. And you have until the 17th of August to decide if you want to plonk down your 850 quid for a side-by-side footrest scooter. And as you have ridden these, do you think side-by-side footrests would actually be useful or not? I think it might be, actually. I think it would be rather more comfortable to ride. 
because you'd be square on at the moment with your feet in front of each other. You have to twist slightly, you know, to, mm. to, to face forward. And then if you want to swap your feet over for comfort, then it's a little tricky to do while you're on the move. Okay. And what is and the current be better balanced? What is the current mandated speed limit for these things? Well, there isn't one because it's illegal to ride them. But if you hire one, they have yes. a top speed of ten miles an hour. Right. Maybe twelve okay. miles an hour, thereabouts, which is actually not very fast. No. So the ones that you can get for 250 quid from Argos will yes. go a little bit faster than that. Yeah, I've seen quite a lot going rather faster than that. I was driving down the road at 30 miles an hour the other day, and one of these zoomed past me. Guy standing on it, no helmet. I think we've been talking on his phone at the, at the same time. And I thought, <laughs> terrifying. You are so unprotected on a on a scooter. Well, The seatbelt, of course, would be no use at all, would it? <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. No, that's what I want. A scooter you can sit down on. I need th yeah. more things to sit on. You absolutely okay. do. <laughs> that's because I'm legs. using my legs so much that I get tired <laughs> the whole time. That's it, though, for this edition of Gadget and Gizmo. My thanks to Steve Kaplan. We'll be back more at the same time next week. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.